Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another episode of Woke and Baked. That's two episodes in one day. What that means is I've been sitting on content, hoarding, if you will. And today I am excited to present one of uh, my favorite people on the borough, in the borough, on the, it's, she's not part of the borough, but she is, she's a part of the borough. Miss Jonna Beach of the Kenai Chamber of Commerce, the American Cancer Society, and pretty much anything going on and happening in or around the Kenai Peninsula. If you want to know what's happening, she is someone who knows what's happening. All right. She and I discuss a whole bunch of different topics up to and including the new album from Vinnie Paz of Jedi Mind Tricks, the very best kombucha on the Kenai Peninsula, and Playa Azul. If you are not familiar with Playa Azul, they're awesome. They're a great Mexican restaurant here on the Kenai Peninsula, and you should check them out if you enjoy Mexican food. All right. Coming up uh, this Friday, we have Open Mic Comedy at Four Royal Parkers, hosted by Matt Plant and headlined by Joe Stoltz. So if you're funny, or you think you're funny, or you think you know somebody who thinks they're funny, send them our way. All right. The sign-up starts at 6 p.m. with the very first comics going on probably around 8 p.m. So again, that is this Friday at Four Royal Parkers Open Mic Comedy. Sign up is at 6 p.m. First comic at around 8 p.m. Also, very solid shout out to my buddy Keith, who fixed my brakes this weekend. Only asked me to pay him back in telling him about conspiracy theories and what are friends for. All right. Also, very solid thank you. And I, I got to get to the important thank yous right now. Uh, Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook, as well as their website, theironasylumgymak.com. They carry supplements, and they are the, uh, the sellers, the designers, the not really the manufacturers, but the sellers of all of those very, very cool Iron Asylum shirts that you see floating around the peninsula. If you see someone in a really cool shirt with uh, a devil strapped around it and a straight jacket, that's an Iron Asylum jacket, hoodie, sweatshirt, t-shirt, whatever it is that that individual is wearing. It could be any number of things. It could be some cool sweatsuit that I haven't seen yet, but they probably have one. Anywho, that is Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive. And again, you can find them on Instagram as well as Facebook and at their own super-duper sweet-ass website. Again, theironasylumgymak.com, or you can call 907-953-4720 for more information. Also, Red Run Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They are the makers of fine concentrates and... Hashade. If you are not familiar with Hashade, Hashade is the number one selling edible in the state of Alaska, at least as far as I am aware. And it is a 50, TA, uh, 50 milligrams of THC lemonade drink. You can mix it with anything. You are a grown-up. You figure it out. What, if you want to mix it with some blueberries and make your own cool blueberry lemonade, you can do that. Because you bought the Hashade, you can you know, mix it. As a grown-up, make it make Mark Reed as well. I'm sure they're delicious. All right, 
That is Red Run Han uh, Cannabis Company. Now, their retail store, they carry flour from all kinds of cultivators all over the state, up to and including uh, Alaska Blooms, uh, Bob's Morning Bear, all that good stuff. They carry all of it. They also carry edibles from Lady Grey. And if you like fine edibles, if you are the type of person who gets a, a $7 cup of coffee, then you are probably the sort of person who gets uh, cookies made from the very best ingredients known to me. Now, Lady Grey have the very best ingredients known to man, fair trade, cocoa, and all that good stuff. So if you are into fine edibles, they make fine edibles. But if you're like, I just want edibles, they carry all kinds of other edibles. Stop into Red Run. They are located on the Kenai Spur Highway. Check out their retail and see what you're into and see if they've got what you're into. If you're looking for a particular strain, ask them. They can probably lead you in the right direction. They've got some very knowledgeable bud tenders who are more than excited to help you out. I don't know how they're more than excited. You're excited and then you're more than excited. They're excited. They enjoy what they do and they enjoy selling you the finest cannabis and the finest extracts in the state of Alaska. Also, they've got some really cool... Um, they've got some really cool dab rigs. They've got e-nails. So if you're looking for something cool to smoke your smoke out of, they've got it. All right. There you go. Also, 5150 Vapes, located in the heart of Soldatna. If you are looking for flavored nicotine juices, they are your place to get them while you still legally can. All right. They are also your place to get the finest mods and as well as shatter batter. If you are looking for a more convenient way to uh, ingest your, uh, your shatter, your concentrate, shatter batter is that very thing. Look into it if that's the sort of thing that you are into. They are also the only place that you can get your super duper cool Woken Baked t-shirts. All right. New t-shirts are coming today. I'm going to pick them up and you will be able to check them out at 5150 Vapes. All right. Be sure to check out Alaska Red's YouTube page. Also check them out on the streaming services. It is Monday and what that means is new music. All right, give it a listen. Also, Freestyle Friday just popped up. It was his Valentine's Day Freestyle. I don't get too deep into the romancy stuff, so I haven't checked that one out, but I will because I like Alaska Rip. He's active. He does a lot of stuff. If you are a rapper and you are active, please reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you. All right. Also, before we get out of here, be sure to check out alaskahiphop.com and be sure to check out Bun B. The King of the Trill is going to be at Coots in Anchorage March 28th. For your opportunity to win tickets, be sure to check out the website. Be sure to check out the podcast. Be sure to check out our Instagram. That is Woken Bake Podcast. At Woken Bake Podcast. There you go. At Woken Bake Podcast. Boom. There you go. Stay tuned to our Instagram page. Uh, be sure to check out alaskahiphop.com. Be sure to check out our sponsors and supporters uh, websites as well. Because you know, they've got them. They Pretty much all of these guys and gals and others can be found on Instagram, on the intro web, uh, and on Facebook. So if you are interested in, you know, what's uh, maybe what that Schnitzel Bomber special is, go to their, go to their website. They've got a website. Or I'm mean, not a website. They've got a Facebook page. You can go to their Facebook page and you can check out their menu. And then you can make your order. It's beautiful. These social medias are great if used properly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, John Beach. Per three, a 
AAC 306.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Red Run Cannabis Company, License 3A10056. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 4A10052. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 5A19372. 5455 Kenai Spur Highway, 12156 Kenai Spur Highway, Kenai, Alaska, 99611. As, as ghetto fabulous as I could be as a Caucasian chick. <laughs> uh, oh, there's, ma'am, listen, you're, you're talking to the guy that knows AlaskaHipHop.com. I, right. I, 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 Is that you? That's me. Okay. That is me. See the stuff we learn. That is one of the one of the many things I, I, I keep my hands on. Otherwise, yeah. uh, if you don't, like winters here can be really, really rough. And like I, I told you offline, I got food poisoning when I was fifteen trying to learn how to snowboard and haven't been back since. Winters are rough for me. Most people don't get food poisoning from snowboarding. Yeah, I know. It was just you know, like I really like cheeseburgers as oh, well. Oh, got it. So it, it took me a while to eat a, like a double cheeseburger again right. after that. Yeah. Um, apparently, I like cheeseburgers more than snowboarding. <laughs> That's a good call. <laughs> cheeseburgers are, okay. So I've got to ask you, oh, so before we get too far, this, okay. I'm, I'm sitting here with John and Beach. Oh, we're like going now. We both, I thought we, we were still so sound testing, we but all right. Sound testing, okay. All right. We're coming in awesome. Okay. So we're doing great. We're doing great so okay. far. Okay. I must ask you a question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cafe U Latte Stash. <laughs> Alright, so, <laughs> so John Beach of the Chamber of Commerce Visitor Center, yeah. we we're going to get into the resume a whole bunch in just a second. You showed up with coffee. Uh, can you tell me where the coffee is from and what are we drinking? Coffee is from um, Coffee Express and the, um, they used to call this the Sea Plaza. I'm not sure what they're referring to this now, but where Pai Azul is, Mabel's Soothe. Right next to the studio. Right next to the studio, exactly. So they um, make a bomb... Americano. So I'm a very simple girl, so my coffee is very simple. Okay. I like it hot and black. And so Americano is what we're drinking. Right. I know, you're going to go. I The smirk on your face, I probably... I, I'm very used to being guarded with my words, and so I'm really nervous about you this. Should you, you, should, you should absolutely not be. Like You're, you're on a podcast called Woken Bake. I don't know if you've seen like what we have up on iTunes, like Lizard Jesus. I, yeah. You can, it's, you can say anything here. Like... You can say whatever crazy things you, you want to say. We've talked about everything. We've talked about lizard people in this podcast. Mm-hmm. We've talked about conspiracy theories. We've talked about rap music. We've talked, we've covered a whole bunch of stuff. So like, yeah. whatever it is that, you know, like wherever this goes is where it goes. Okay. So it's drinking Americanos, which I haven't had in like a really long time. Um, then it's drinking Americanos and, and talking about what's going on in the community we live in and how you got involved in that. I mean, yeah. There's... there's all we're doing is drinking coffee and having a conversation. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. I do that very well. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. All right. So Coffee Express, are they a member of the Kenai Chamber of Commerce? They are not a member of the Kenai Chamber of Commerce. They got free plug. Oh, I know. Can I, you, can I you give those away? My, my little chamber heart just died for a second. It's, you know what? It's okay. It's like, 
Yeah. Right? I know. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the Chamber of Commerce. <clears throat> what do they do? Oh, so the Kenai Chamber of Commerce, a little bit of history. Um, we've been around since 1954. So before Kenai was a city, before Alaska was even a state, the Kenai Chamber existed. And um, the biggest thing that I can say in a very layman's terms is we're advocates for businesses. Um, we network businesses together, and we also contribute to a lot of community events to make the quality of life here amazing. So we're like the hub that connects all the stuff. Is that yeah. an easy way to... No, it makes perfect yeah. sense. You know, yeah. It's a networking tool. It's a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about some of the different businesses, uh, the diversity of the businesses that are part of the chamber? Yes. So um, we have businesses like you know, um, ConocoPhillips Marathon Petroleum. Um, and we also have one of our newest businesses is Little Alaskans, which is Shelby Odin. Um, she and her husband moved here from Fairbanks. He's a firefighter. And she started sewing in her house, kids clothes, amazing kids clothes. And she was doing craft fairs, that kind of stuff. Then she got to the point where she opened her own business. And so they opened a storefront over by Coop Chiropractic, <clears throat> another non-chamber member. Um, That's okay. They're right next to a head shop. So, so um, as I told you earlier, like 90% of what I talk about is chamber members, but you know, you can't talk about Kenai and, and oversee a lot of the longstanding businesses here like Coob. But so Shelby opened her storefront. I want to say deals. three, three. Well, cause they, okay. Cause smoking deals. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if they're a member of the chamber. Of no. members. Uh, there, there are a couple of people that, that are able to sustain chains in our business, okay. or in our, not our business, in our community. There are very few people that are able to open up a second location and keep that second location running. True. Um, one of the businesses that has been able to open up a second location and keep it going is Smoke and Deals. Smoke and Deals 3, Smoke and Deals 4, uh, or Quattro, however they want to call it, on Cay Beach. So okay. there's one in Kenai right next to Coop Chiropractic. Yep, yep. Uh, and then there's the one on Cay Beach next to... Uh, Big Daddy's Pizza, or on the same kind of strip in the... the okay, in the, the Red Copper Diamond Center, Center. Copper yeah. Center. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the other thing, being new to town and learning, like, the multi-generational ways of calling certain buildings. Yeah. You know, so now Copper Center is fairly new, even though it used to be the Red Diamond Center. So trying to get that vernacular correct yeah. to, to make it all work. So, um, but anyway, so um, if you have Littles and you want um, some pretty awesome clothes pop on over to little alaskans well, she's valentine's day works out for you not it <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite things i was if i get you to laugh you snort and so my goal is to get you to snort a lot on this yes and then, and then one of the things i might do in post-production is, is like sample it and echo it throughout. oh like, that would be amazing like randomly just throw in throw in jonathan's <laughs> Can I like, get some of the royalties off of that? If I can, if I can sell it, hell yeah. We can make it happen. Like featuring John and Beach. Yeah. Um, so, so you got, um, so AK Littles, AK, AK. Little Alaskans. Little Alaskans. Yes. Yeah. Right. So um, locally owned, locally operated. Um, it's pretty impressive what she has. Part of the store is uh, custom clothes. Um, Emily Cornelius, who was born and raised here, um, might not be born here, but raised here. Um, she also has some clothing in there. And then the other side of the shop is gently used secondhand kids' clothes. 
So you're familiar with how fast children grow. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. That was one of the things uh, that I, I really dug about uh, about the missus when we got together was that she would go to like the, the gently used mm-hmm. kids thrift shop. We've actually kind of really wanted one around here for a while. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, like uh, other mothers or whatever, mm-hmm. these, these sort of secondhand. They're great. I'm glad that this exists. Yeah. I think that it's yeah. it's important. It's pretty um, cool because you, you buy clothes for kids. They grow. They you know they and they go. They grow quickly. If Very much doing so. It right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I think that that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Shout yeah. out to little Alaskans. Yeah. So she's she's done great things. So so in the aspect of circling back around to the original question, in the aspect of what kind of businesses we have, we have huge corporations and we have single operator. Um, businesses. We also do have um, cannabis businesses. I came and toured this facility last week, week before last. One of those. Something like that. Um, You know, because when, and what I was explaining to the employees that work here is regardless of how people feel about the cannabis industry, it is a legal industry. And we as a chamber of commerce want to make sure that we're supportive of all industries. And so that's one of the reasons why we decided that we were not going to put a moratorium on cannabis businesses. And so we do have cannabis um, members. Yeah. Uh, so. Eastrip is one of them, correct? Correct, yep. Actually, Ryan Tuss is, sits on our board. He's been on our board since September. Uh, and well, sits on a lot of boards. Like, yes. He, he's, he's a very good sort of like image face for like what the cannabis industry mm-hmm. in Alaska can be. He's got yeah. this, he's got girls club. He's got, he's got his, his hands in a lot of different really good uh, community organizations. Yes. And one of the great things about about someone like Ryan or Ryan himself is he's very connected to his community because he wants this to be a wonderful place to be. He wants to have the opportunity to raise his kids here and stay here. He was raised here himself. Um, I believe he actually had an opportunity to move um, with his previous employer, and he opted not to because he loved this community so much. And so when you have people like Ryan, I call them the 20 percenters. They're like involved in everything. Um, Like you just want to keep them close and nurture them and make sure that they just, they, they. Keep the bad people away. (laughs) I don't want to say keep the bad people away. No, you don't want to corrupt that. I mean, it's just. really good people that are doing good things. And the fact that he's he's getting his money and he's, he's doing all of this with something that was illegal five years ago, mm-hmm. uh, something that all of these these operators, these 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 people who are supporting the families, like I, I speak to cultivators all the time. Their kids are in in dance programs. Mm-hmm. Their kids are in sports programs that either a they couldn't afford or b the way they got there that they, they were able to pay for their kids to be in those programs yep. um, was was something non taxable that they could have gone away for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we're, we're at a place where you can, you can do these things. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you can have people like Ryan Tunstall and, and, and the, the folks over at Eastwood who are having a positive impact on the community. Uh, and I think that the, a lot of these, uh, I don't want to say all of them because there have been cases in, uh, there's cases with everything, with everything where people aren't doing the things that they're supposed to be doing, but eventually mm-hmm. that all like catches up to them and it catches up to them really quickly. Right. Um, but most of the companies that are that are in this industry, a lot of them are operating ethically. They're operating in ways that you would you would want a business to operate in. Uh, the employees feel like they're owners and participants in many cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, there are always going to be outliers. There are going to be people who are unhappy at their job or, or businesses and, and environments that are just toxic. Um, but generally speaking, this has been an industry where people just 
kind of want they're happy with it existing mm-hmm. and being able to participate in it mm-hmm. and so when you have that you, you have people doing a job they want to be doing right. uh, and participating in an industry that they want to participate in they're generally speaking going to be happier and, and more mm-hmm. ethical and more functional yeah but with anything people are always going to try and take what they can right? yeah what they can. well and that's an industry any industry any Absolutely. business i mean it's you always you know you always have those other people i'm going to shut my watch off because it is blowing up, and I... Anything cool? Like, are you, are you getting, like, news breaks, or...? No. Nothing cool? Well, I mean, it's cool. Cool to me, but well, I don't... Okay, so what's cool to you? <laughs> so, well, this is non-chamber related, and non-chamber I have related. to I have to be very careful about when I speak to certain things. So, um, tomorrow is the District 30 Republican um, local conference, okay. and so that's what, that's what my email and stuff is blowing up about, is just making sure we have nominations in order, making sure, you know, parliamentarians and blah, 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 blah. So it's, it's that stuff that's the day before a conference. Okay. Yeah. So who, so in the Republican Party in the state of Alaska, mm-hmm. who are, who are the, the hotshots? Who do you think, like, I, I listen to music, right? Like, yeah. And I can tell you in rap music, this person is going to be the shit in six months. Right. Um, in, as far as the Republican Party go, who are, mm. who are the eyes on, who are like the young, the, the, the young, youthful, keep the bad people away from them. Keep, keep the bad people away from them people. Um, I, I have a hard time speaking to that. Just because I'm more of a policy gal than I am a politicking gal. And so I pay more, uh, my attention and my focus tends to be more on policy and policy changes and that type of thing. Um, the reason I'm involved with the with the Republican Party um, as District 30, I'm a um, precinct leader and then I'm also a parliamentarian for tomorrow, which, oh, sweet baby Jesus, help me. Um, then with the... Alaska South Central Federated Republican Women Party. I'm the treasurer of that. And then um, with the Alaska Federated Republican Women, I'm the secretary for that one, I think. Or those two are flipped. I got both of the positions at the same time. So, um, but what draws me to that stuff is the policy. Um, With my, you said we're going to get into my resume shortly. And I'm always a little um, embarrassed when I do this. So, know that it's not I'm not necessarily bragging but it, it makes sense what I'm about to say okay cool. <laughs> so um how I got involved with policy is um my work with the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network which is the advocacy side of the American Cancer Society so the American Cancer Society has two branches they have the type that um you know, the Relay for Life, uh, Strides Against Breast Cancer, that type of stuff that raises money for programs and research. Then we have this other 501c4, which is a political affiliation. So we don't take that money for research and programs and try to apply it to the policy side. It's two different branches. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, So back in 13, I think, Um, I was asked to go to Juneau when we were working on the smoke-free workplace bill um, that actually passed back in 18, uh, which we're very proud of. Um, And so, again, not chamber-related, so I don't want my member businesses to get upset with me. Um, This was all volunteer gig. And so um, I was able to go down to Juneau and advocate for smoke-free workplaces. Um, And then in 14, I was asked to be state state lead for that. So that's my introduction to politics, per se, was through policy, was affecting change through policy. And so 
So leading into my involvement with the Republican Party, again, it's the same kind of gig. It's more policy than politics. You're running away from me. No, not running away. Yes, I, he is. No, get kids. Him, get his pen. Get ladies him. and gentlemen, he he looked at me and he was like, "Peace out," and took off. Follow-up <laughs> questions, man. Follow-up questions. Okay. Um, because uh, you mentioned doing the smoke-free workplace, and I was yep. just trying to probably write some ideas down on my hand. Um, what well, your... there's other paper around here. Yeah, there's other paper around here. I mean, but, you know, like, okay. it looks like stuff that might be someone's work stuff. Okay. And there's, I mean, there's a pack of rolling papers, but... Well, I, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> So what are your thoughts on on-site consumption? One of the issues that, that we're facing in the cannabis industry in Alaska, and this is where it comes into play mm-hmm. in Alaska. I've been doing interviews for a while, and even before I had a podcast, I was able to sit down uh, with a woman when we had Green Rush events yes. in Kenai. Green yep. Rush events, for those of you around the world, was a cannabis club that operated inside of uh, the Ke- Kenai city limits in North Kenai. Yep. Um, in a very gray area for a short amount of time. Very short amount of time. <laughs> um, but one of the things that, that was allowed there was, you know, you smoke cannabis inside. Mm-hmm. Um, there, uh, I spoke to a woman. I'm sure I've got the interview somewhere on an old hard drive. But she was explaining that she wasn't able to smoke uh, cannabis in her apartments because you couldn't smoke cigarettes right. in her apartments. Right. Uh, so a place uh, like a cannabis club is the only place where she could go, especially in the winter. Mm-hmm. You mentioned before we got here, it's you know too below right now. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she can just, you know, if old lady going for a walk in the winter. Um, yeah, that can have some adverse effects. Yeah. So um, do you think that those two things can exist? I mean, like I understand, I, I really do understand smoke-free workplace, but mm-hmm. there's also, um, as a grown-up, you're kind of signing up for certain places. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to a place for grown-ups over the age of 21, I mean, almost a kind of a bar, but the smoke-free workplace has to apply to people that work in a bar because not everyone Correct. who works in a bar uh, necessarily would be smoking or would be would be okay with that. However, under the assumption that if you're working at a place, who uh, a business is, whose primary existence is based on smoking cannabis and mm-hmm. providing people a place to smoke cannabis, doesn't work. Can you make it work? <laughs> How do we do it? Oh, that's a dance. We've been dancing for quite a few years. Um, gonna, you're going to have to, it's going to be something soon. It is. It is going to be something soon. And and I know that in Anchorage, it's actually, um, it's, I don't know if it went to the ballot, um, but I know that it was, it was heavily discussed um, on the municipality level in Anchorage with those same arguments. Um, speaking on behalf of or as a um, volunteer with the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network, um, we don't support um, on-site consumption because of the same reasons of smoke-free workplace. It's one thing if you and I sit here and I ingest my coffee and you ingest your coffee, but you're not drinking my coffee. But the minute that we light up, be it traditional tobacco or marijuana, shared airspace. That's where the problem becomes shared airspace. the arguments, and I don't want to call them arguments because we're not arguing. Discussions. The discussion, uh, the points in regards to if you know that that's where you're applying for a job and that's the reason that you're going there, that's such a gray area. It's such a gray area. I know. I know. But some other chamber businesses. Other chamber businesses. <laughs> I know, like segue back. Yeah. Um, who else do you want to hear about? Let me think. Let me think well, of my little. Cool businesses in our community. 
who are doing cool things. Yes. Like that's, it's, it's very important to me because cool I business is doing cool things. You've got your ear to the streets, as they say. I, is that why my ear seems really big today? It's like kind of cold, maybe? No. You're like, I feel like this is a trick question. <laughs> I can't answer this one right. Danger, danger. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so... Um, <clears throat> I'm thinking. So, a couple cool businesses. So, Giant Bones Coffee and Tea. Okay. Have you been there yet? I have not been. I know that oh they my have gosh. the largest um, uh, lobby, not lobby, sitting area yes. on the peninsula. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Yes. What else do they do? So, they know. actually, the, the hours that they're open makes for it. So, I don't know if you've ever had a, a day where you're like, you know, I would just want to sit down with somebody and have a cup of coffee, but I don't necessarily want to do the restaurant thing. Yeah. A lot of, you know, like Veronica's and Charlotte's, they close fairly early. Then you have Louis as an option, or then you have a bar, right? Um, they actually stay open later. So, I want to say they're open till seven or eight at night. They do a lot of family fun activities. So, if you follow their Facebook ba- uh, page, Dry Bones Coffee and Tea, um, you know, they have board game nights, that type of stuff. They also have a conference room that sits about 12 to 14 people that you can um, rent out. I don't know if there's a fee attached to it. And they have a kids' play area. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. That's good. So while you are caffeinating, you can have your, your, your little Minions. Valentine's Day trophies. <laughs> um, or really any other day. Burn off their energy. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So you can like just turn them loose and sit there and, you know. And, and chug the caffeine. And chug the caffeine. They also um, they also partnered with Everything Bagels. They do have food available there. So it's pretty it's pretty cool what Steve's been able to do. So if you haven't had a chance to go over there, pop on over there. Right next to them is Odyssey Family Practice. Um, that's Jared Wallace. And so that just opened also, I want to say this past fall, like September on-ish. And so... Um, Again, with many names to one building in town, it's also known as the Old Napa Building. So for people that don't know where it's located, it's behind the Visitor Center, um, and it's in the Old Napa Building. So um, uh, Nanil Solutions actually went and rehabbed that entire... Nilshill Solutions. Nils- is, say it again from... Nilshill Solutions. Nilshill. Jason Yeomans, correct? Yes, and I can never... I know him. I can say his name, but for crying out loud, I cannot say the name of that company. Say it again. Nilshill Solutions. So when I worked at the radio yes. station, we did a, a live remote. They built a smart house. Yeah. And and that's when I realized that I don't want a smart home. It's um, kind of creepy. It's absolutely. I have mm-hmm. dogs and guns, all right? Like, <laughs> like I'm good. Good. Like, I, don't, I don't need uh, my my kitchen to be in somebody's server space. Like, I don't need, yeah. I don't need some security company to know how many times I go to the fridge after my family goes to bed. Right. I, you don't even want your family to know that. The, there's shit they don't need to know. Right. All right? It's, <laughs> We're all good. (laughs) Yes. So what Jason and his company has been able to do is pretty impressive. And so again, kind of swing over there if you haven't done that yet. Um, But yeah, those smart homes. So my home is a pretty basic home. I have an alarm system and a gun. And um, you know, I had somebody telling me a couple weeks ago, like, oh, you need to have cameras and you need to have this. And and I'm like, uh, uh, no, because like it freaks me out. I don't want. I'm not like a 1984 Big Brother kind of person, but I don't want people to have access to my life unless I want them to have access to my life. And I feel like that's kind of... There's nothing wrong with that. There's, you know? there's a lot of people I feel that way. I don't... Yeah. 
I, I don't like the idea that anyone who knows what they're doing uh, with hacking can can get into every aspect mm-hmm. of my life. Like yeah. you know, we're already giving up so much uh, just by carrying these little these little tracking recorders with yeah. us. Uh, you know, and and people people aren't smart with uh, when it comes to to their their technology and what they do with it. But um, is that you or me? me? Wow, that was a that was a good uh, buzz. That's you. Anything good? Uh, Anything popping? No, no. <laughs> a buddy of mine. Okay, so just gym stuff. Oh. Just gym stuff. Somebody's wife left a hoodie at the gym, and could you grab it on the way home or something? Oh. Like that? Yeah. yeah Can it. we say how much we love our gym? Not chamber member, but. Are you, do you go to the same gym? I do. Well, here's why you can absolutely do that. Because they are a supporter of this podcast. I know. Yeah. You I can, love them. You can talk about Iron Asylum all day. I was there at uh, 5 o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. I was listening to uh, the new Vinnie Paz album. Are you familiar with Vinnie Paz? I don't think I am. Okay. Do um, I want to be? Do you have an iPhone? Or... I, I do. Okay. I think I so. I text you his new record. He's a... Uh, Is it a record? Well, it's his new album album okay i'm i'm trying you're the one that's in the music industry and i'm just trying to keep up on the lingo like if we're going back to like you know 45s and eight tracks i'm good with that i'm like it's okay i still say record uh i I still say record, especially if it's uh sort of a a traditional release it's you know x amount of songs Mm -hmm. there's x amount of producers features there's videos and and it's not just a collect like a mixtape you are so ridiculously smart. And I've told you this before, and I was telling Curtis this after I listened to your guys' podcast together. I've always known how smart you are, but you're like, like when I hear you talk and everything that you're knowledgeable about, and it just, you just impress me. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you did good. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> So Vinnie Pats, as yes. above, so below. Um, I wouldn't call it conscious conscious rap. I, I wouldn't call it that at all. Um, what is conscious rap? Conscious rap would be, I would say, stuff like a track called Quest or okay. a De La Soul, um, Immortal Technique. Uh, folks who are talking about um, maybe social injustices, maybe folks yeah, yeah. that are talking about water conservation, talking about things that aren't necessarily... Uh, bitches, hoes, and selling drugs. Got it. Um, you remember that scene in uh, Pulp Fiction where Jules is, you know, and I will lay my yes. vengeance. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's if, before he kills somebody. Yes. Okay. Now, if that speech was a rap career, okay, that's Vinnie Paz. Really? Um, very sort of righteous anger. And uh, beautiful ignorance, like, like to hear ignorance at its finest, like when it's an art, like, mm-hmm. like silly, ugly shit. For, but there's a beauty to it. They're describing pain in, in a way that you, you could only normally do through interpretive dance. Okay. Or, now I'm intrigued. Yeah. You, you'll need to send that to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so he's a member of a group called Jedi Mind Tricks, which is he and a, a guy by the name of Stoop the Enemy of Mankind. Record just came up today. Okay. Uh, and uh, so I'll do a full review of it for AlaskaHipHop.com. Okay. That'll be up tonight. Okay. But it's a very, very, very good record. Um, and it features a lot of guys who I'd never heard of before or guys that I hadn't heard in like 10 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a rapper by the name of Vast Air who's in a group called Cannibal Ox. Uh, they came out in 2001 um, with an album called The Cold Vein. 
mm-hmm. on a label called Def Jux. It's produced by a guy by the name of LP. LP is half of Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels are going on tour with Rage Against the Machine this summer. I know Rage Against the Machine. Okay, so they are <laughs> they're the group that's going on tour with Rage Against the Machine. Okay. So the guy, one half of that group, produced this record uh, right after, um, like in 2001. Okay. Um, anyway, so I haven't heard anything from Vast Air in like 10 years. And right. so for... A rapper to come back from nowhere and not suck A is really cool. Yeah. Um, but for another artist who's been active for over 20 years, um, come back and say, you know, come come back to us is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I get into that. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, there's nostalgia for the sake of nostalgia, and then there's, like, showing you what someone, what someone is uh, making their stuff more accessible to you, like opening up a, a rabbit hole. Like, mm-hmm. if someone's listening to this and they're like, oh... LP for LP from Run the Jewels produced that. Maybe I'll give it a listen. Mm-hmm. And they're already subscribing to a, a streaming service, so all the music's there. You're already paying for it. You're already yeah. paying your ten bucks or eleven bucks. That ten dollars I spend for Apple Music, best ten dollars I spend. Really? And best hundred and twenty dollars I spend a year. So, so <laughs> I'm not good with the Apple Music thing, like to my phone. Like I, there's a severe disconnect in my life with that because when I, um, I haven't been big in the running community in a couple years, but, um, I used to still like show up with my little iPod and I, you know, didn't run with my phone and everybody's like, Oh no, you just make your music come to your phone. And I was like, okay, never been, <laughs> like, I'm seriously like, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Um, and I'm okay with that because... <laughs> Because it's it's a good excuse for me not to have my phone with me everywhere. So like when I go for a run or when I'm at the gym, you know, I'm plugged into my my little my little square iPod thing. Your little shuffle. Yeah, my little shuffle. Because <laughs> I mean, you I mean, you just saw how much my phone was blowing up. You know that I shut my watch off or t- you know. So it's yeah. that kind of thing. It gives me a reason to disconnect. But I almost want to know how to do it. <laughs> um, speaking of disconnecting, have you ever tried um, an isolation pack? A float tank. A what? A float tank. No. Okay, so... I don't know if I would want to do that. Um, it's... There, there are options with it. There are lights in these things. It's essentially... It's a... Uh, you're, you're laying down on 800 pounds of salt water. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you're, you're floating in water. Uh, it's skin temperature water. Um, but I swim, so it's not... I mean, I guess I have isolation every time I swim. Uh, well, I kind of, but you're... But you you're, just float. absolute darkness. You're oh. just... You're floating, or you can turn on. You can, they, have, they have them with little lights inside, so you can turn on like a soft green light or a soft blue light. Or what's the purpose of it? Um, well, <laughs> I, I like it for a resetting. Like okay. It's, uh, it's um, it's like uh, I, you can also hallucinate in there if you're breathing properly. Oh. It just kind of all melts together. It's very relaxing. Okay. You're float. You're. Do they have those local? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I've only been able to do them like in Washington. Okay. Like, I, I wish there was one in. Yeah. Um, if there was an, and if there's going to be one in this state, it would be an Anchorage. Hmm. Um, but it's if I mean if you can close your eyes in the pool and it's not very loud. Same you know, bit, yeah. Yeah, kind of. If you got a pool at your house. Um, I don't know if it's much different than putting a bunch of Epsom salt in the tub and just hanging out there for a little. While. I'm not. I don't like baths. It's it's interesting. So like, okay, now we're gonna go down a rabbit hole of my neuroses, but um, I don't do baths. Okay. And I don't do hot tubs, but I love swimming. Like I will get in a, in a swimming pool and be happy as a pig in poop, but 
I it's just I think it's more the sitting in the water and not like swimming. I don't know. We can move on from that. Cool. Yeah. So then you're not going to be like a like a uh, like a jumping in sport lake in the winter type of gal. Like I actually um, have done the polar bear plunge um, in 18 and 19 um, as a fundraiser for the American Cancer Society, and I think it was in 13 I jumped into Cook Inlet. So, kind of been that person. Okay. But it's more for a cause. Like I'm okay putting myself through. Not trying to Wim Hof it. Who? Okay, so, <laughs> so so Wim Hof is a Dutchman, a really really awesome dude. Who uh, they call me Iceman. Okay. He has um, he runs marathons above the Arctic Circle wearing just <gasps> cool. shorts and tevas. Wow. Like his little sandals, and that's it. That's he just it. Has a breathing technique. Um, he <sighs> climbs mountains in his uh, in his boxer shorts and tevas. He really likes those tevas. Yeah. I wonder if he gets um, a sponsorship. <laughs> I hope so too. Um, Does he have to slather himself with like? No, he's got a breathing technique. And that's well, I'm thinking of like chafing and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I don't know. But he has a breathing technique to stay warm. Yeah, so they measured his skin temperature while he's like in an ice bath, and it never changes temperature. Really? Yeah. The human body is amazing. It is. It is amazing. So check out Wim Hof. Uh, very, very smart. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to get a whole crap ton of text messages from you of like all of this stuff. I'm going to have oh! to put a bunch of this shit in the notes too. Like, yeah. In the, in the podcast notes. So it's okay. Like, this is, it's like link to Little Alaskans. Link to, link to, link to, yeah. That, 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 that. Good morning. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Handsome George Frazier just walked by. <laughs> on his way out. It's um, funny. So, yeah. So this is, <laughs> I love this place. It's fucking cool. I was just like, oh, like randomly. Actually, I identify more with Lonesome George, so good. Happy Valentine's Day! <laughs> yeah, happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> How often is it called VD anyway? Valentine's Day or venereal disease? Venereal disease. I thought we just went straight to like whatever the disease is. Like, I think so. Yeah, we went straight to like sli- uh, syphilis or chlamydia. It's like no one talks about no. And, it's not. It's not cloak terms. anymore. It's not like whispered anymore. It's yeah, like we've been yeah. really open with a lot of things. I'm telling you, we need to pull the veil back. You know, we need to like you know. Yeah, people don't have their own mysteries. Anymore. No, like, they gotta share everything. Yeah, and, and it's, it's coming from a guy with a podcast. Like I don't need to know everything about you know like your. You don't need to share every fucking issue on Facebook. Like, <sighs> you get mad when we make fun of you. Yeah, then that's the other. Yeah, when yeah, and get upset when you don't get the reaction that you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and we're all kind of guilty of it. Like, we're all kind of guilty of our own, like, social media virtue signaling at mm-hmm. one time or another. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do enjoy when people don't get what they were expecting. When they're no. expecting, oh, uh, this is going to go over well. And, 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 and I love it for myself, too. Like, mm-hmm. when, I, when I throw it out there, I'm like, oh, shit, I was way off. <laughs> 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 learned a lot learned a lot <laughs> that was a very quick lesson um yeah i am um, i'm very careful about my social media and stuff and usually it's like funny stuff or it's you know chamber or, or cause related whatever i'm working on um but one of the tactics that i learned with the smoke free workplace because i was pretty contentious and people did have a lot of feelings about I, that i remember that you know that um you know when 
because my my Facebook is locked, my personal Facebook is locked down, and I'm very careful as a public person about what I share in regards to my private life, and um, and so I when people would come after me, you know, as much as they want to um, with that whole issue, I would say, hey, let's grab a coffee, cup of coffee and have a conversation. Not one person was willing to sit down with me and have a discussion. They wanted to be a keyboard warrior and be righteous and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But yet when I wanted to have a human interaction with them, they wouldn't, they wouldn't engage. Well, I think you're also asking for it on their terms. So like during the last political uh, campaign, people were running for office and I happily called them human shit stains. <laughs> um, Federally, not locally, right? No, locally. Oh, okay. Locally. Okay. Uh, so those people fucking suck. Um, and, and I've said their names before, but like, I'm not, for those folks, I'm not going to meet them. I'm not going to meet them at the, 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 the little restaurant that they're going right. to, uh, it Tuesday at, at fucking eight o'clock in the morning. Um, especially if I'm, I'm having a, a come as your favorite member of the soul dot in a city council party, mm-hmm. uh, in Ridgeway. Um, so, you know, like if I'm inviting you to mine, I'm, I don't yeah. have, I'm not charging a cover for my party to say you suck. Yeah. Um, but to clarify for people listening, he's not telling me I suck. No, not at all. You're <laughs> awesome. You're fucking cool. Thank you. I You're appreciate that. You're a cool lady. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so people, people don't, I mean, they like being keyboard warriors. Yes. Um, but they also, yeah, they're not going to say, they're, they're never going to show up. No. They're, they're never going to meet you on, on your terms. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is people like feeling a certain way online. They mm-hmm. like bitching, they like complaining, they like feeling they're right, and they like getting the likes. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, they, they want to shove in, like, some shitty comment for, like, and I'm guilty, guilty as shit myself um, yeah. of saying that, that ugly comment just to, just to either get the likes or get the, get the sting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, it, that's where social media has has shifted the way that we engage with each other, you know, cause when I was, um, growing up, you know, we had people that were called bullies and they picked on, but it was a face to face or, you know, I had an instance, um, Oh God, how old was I? Sixth, seventh grade, sixth grade, where about 13 people signed a piece of paper and they put this piece of paper in my locker and it was a note saying if I didn't kill myself by Monday that they would kill me, right? And this is in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, actually, it was in Fountain Hills, which is um, big. It's a bigger community now than it was then. And you know, I walked that note up to the principal's office because that was a threat on my life. And the principal called my mother, and we got the police involved, and you know that kind of stuff. And there were consequences to their actions. People nowadays with social media and the internet don't have consequences to their actions. They lob shit out there, you know, and they don't understand the other side of it. And that's where I don't, I try to stay off of social media um, if I'm having a rough day because I don't want to see that hateful lobbying stuff back and forth. Um, That's why when I think people are incredibly awesome, I tell them because we don't hear it enough, right? And so it's not, you know, I'm not going to wear some shirt about, you know, stay woke and be kind, which is, hey, (laughs) great catchphrase. Um, But I'm also not going to play into that nastiness. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, uh, I, st- I I've learned to stay off of social media during like political season. Mm, yeah. I, especially in a town with voter apathy, like it doesn't matter anyway. It doesn't. It doesn't matter because only five people are going to show up to vote. Well, one of the things that I really have noticed in in this job that I have is we'll have so many people that turn out for a national election. But what they don't realize is if you want to impact immediate change, you vote for your school district, your school board. You know, you vote for your city council. You vote for your borough assembly, your borough mayor. Because those those are the people that are going to impact you day to day as opposed to, not to say that the presidential election isn't important, but you want to really see change, it needs to happen at ground zero. And, you, and, and it trickles up. It doesn't trickle down. Agreed. My, my issue is, and I don't use this word lightly, but the, the tyranny of annexation. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Not, not my town. Not your town. <laughs> not your town. Nothing to do with your town. Right. Um, but that was, that was an absolutely tyrannical takeover uh, uh, by the, the city of Soldatna to absorb businesses for tax money, especially one of those industries that they didn't want in their in their community to mm. begin with, going after uh, trying to, to get high bushes tax money, uh, mm-hmm. and, and let's I mean calling that what that is. They wanted the money from all those the businesses that are on that strip without providing services, mm-hmm. and having been to those meetings where residents of Ridgeway said we don't want this put this to a vote of the people mm-hmm. and there was no vote of the people it was the soldatna city council saying we are going to do this and when certain members uh certain people who are on that city council now mm-hmm. um, when they were running for office were talking about annexation like it was a foregone conclusion like there was no hope for the for the people and they said to me well we're you know more or less we're just going to try and help uh uh, help the people that are being annexed get into the community. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> legitimately. Like, well, that's a whack thing to say. Yeah. And I'm sorry about cursing. Oh, no, you're, like, fine. you're was, fine. For me, that was a really, really whack thing to say. Um, and so, but again, we live in a small community. Yeah. Like, and I don't know too much about the annexation shenanigans because I don't I don't live in Soldatna or the outlying areas, and, and it, it didn't necessarily impact a lot of our member businesses. Um, and so I kind of was just watching on the periphery of that whole thing. Um, but it was, it was, there was, again, there was a lot of strong feelings involved. And, um, the one thing I've noticed on the advocacy stuff is people won't get involved until it's something they directly care about. Right. So the cannabis industry, for instance. So when that got put to the ballot, we had a great voter turnout. They expected the voter turnout to be so high that they actually moved a ballot measure off of the same. So it was scheduled. Let me see if I get this right. And if I if I misspeak slightly, please don't please don't come after me. Um, but there was a I think it was the vote no on one, which was the oil tax um, initiative, and that was on that was supposed to be scheduled on the same ballot as the cannabis. And they expected the voter turnout to be at such, so they actually pulled them off of the same ballot. So I think the vote no on one ended up going like on the municipal elections, and then the cannabis went on the statewide or something like that. They did something specifically because they were expecting a large voter turnout because people cared about cannabis, right? And look what happened. We ended up, the ballot measure passed. 90 days later, ABC was like, holy crap, what's going on? And it was put into law. 
and they're still playing catch up from what I understand. <laughs> it's been five years. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you're creating an industry from something, uh, of something that was, that didn't have anything right. before. There was no legal framework for it right. to exist. And you're talking about like the last time a prohibition was lifted was, was in the thirties. You know? Yeah. Like, so what did we learn from that? Well, you know, we, we learned that prohibition doesn't really work and it's going to take a while for uh, the legal market to catch up with, uh, with the unregulated market, but eventually it always does. Mm -hmm. And the, the regulated market always surpre uh, surpre uh, surpasses whatever the black market mm -hmm. is doing, whatever the unregulated market is doing. I, I try not to use the term black market like yeah. unregulated. Yeah. That'll work too. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So, yeah. but anyway, so that's the thing is like, as people are, um, becoming social warriors, yeah. you know, we're seeing that trend. Um, the biggest advice I can give to people is, is sit down and do it right. And when I, when I, what I, what I mean by that is talk to your policymakers, talk to the core group of people and, and, and do it right in the sense of, you know, if you walk up to somebody and you start screaming at them, not a way to impact change. You might get punched in the nose. If you put a rant on Facebook, yeah, it might go viral, but what is it really going to do? Right. But if you actually sit down with your policymakers, you know, if it's a city code issue or if it's something with the, the school district or whatever, and you sit down with those people and you have discussions and you find a champion for your issue, then it has some lift. And so I, I really, really, really want people to. Um, Shout out to <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to phrase this, phrase this without it. Um, causing grief to me, but, um, I want people to actually be heard as opposed to just losing their shit and it not going anywhere because there's a lot of stuff that does have merit, but the way you go about it, it, people will turn a blind eye. Does that make sense? Absolutely. 100%. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No one pays attention to screaming babies. Like they, they, no. they're screaming babies, but no one really listens. Yeah. Um, and people that are yelling, you know, they're typically just yelling hanging outside of a building with the sign screaming at someone doesn't typically get you what you want however um the flip side of that is and had go back to the annexation that overwhelmingly people were against it uh, and right. so your city the, the city council in fact one city council member uh had to um, if i recall correctly uh sort of uh take a step back uh in part of the annexation on the K Beach so that they could annex the Ridgeway area because mm. he had uh, a property or a business in that yeah. area. Didn't keep them from annexing, uh, you know, what they could, mm -hmm. bless their hearts. So did that go through? I believe it's, it's I haven't heard level. anything late. I haven't heard anything lately, so I, I don't know where it's at. It's, uh, it's at a state level. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it's their city council, man. It's them. Bless their hearts. Well, you know how to implement change. Oh, absolutely. Vote. Vote, absolutely. vote, vote. Get out and vote. Absolutely. You don't like leadership? Vote. Well, that's a great thing is, is uh, living in the, uh, in the democracy that we do. Mm -hmm. uh, which, by the way, I learned recently democracy, when you break it down, means mob rule. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, that kind of does describe what we're dealing with. <laughs> so, demo, demonstration, uh -huh. um, yeah, sort of a mob, and then, yeah. Yeah. One of the cool things, so we go back to D.C. once a year for our annual lobby day with the American Cancer Society. And, um, in D.C.? Yeah. <sighs> Crimson Red, I think is the name of it. 
Um, it is like southern food. Um, I know a lot of people like. I think that's the name of it. I, I'm gonna have to find out um, and double check. But it's really, it's really kind of a neat like vibe. High ceilings, old um, architecture. If you like chicken and waffles, it's that kind of a place. Um, it's. I just like going there. It's just comfortable. But um, I'm really bad about when I travel. I'm a bad tourist because I travel a lot with conferences. And so I fly in the day before the conference. I conference and then I fly out. You need to work on that. Tell me about it. Yeah, get in there. And even if it's on your own dime, get a yeah. sweet little Airbnb. I know. I, you know, and a lot of people that I travel with, you know, because so when we go to D.C., um, we actually end up having 650 volunteers um, all 50 states in Puerto Rico and Guam um, come to D.C. to advocate for cancer research, cancer funding, cancer policies, that kind of stuff. And and I see them do that. I see the people that I travel with. They get they come in two days ahead of time and, you know, they're dinking around D.C. and having a great time. And I'm like flying it on the red eye, rubbing sleep out of my eyes. <laughs> I was like, I need to fix this. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you got to do? Just do it. Yeah. The one thing I really like about about D.C., is the history of the place. Absolutely. Um, I was able to do a tour, uh, Murkowski's office, the first trip that I went to D.C. back in 14, um, they do a guided tour. You can arrange it with her office ahead of time. They'll do background screenings, all that jazz, and they take you into the Capitol, the Rotunda. I got to see the crypt that was built for Washington, but he didn't want to be buried there. Yeah, it was really cool. Nerd not on history. Do you, uh, did you try to steal the Constitution? I did not. I did not. I'm a rule follower. I thought, this is not a good rule. However, <laughs> I did book a tour of the Lincoln assassination. And I went to my little meeting spot, and which was kind of right in front of the White House. And um, my tour people never showed up, which I didn't understand that. And so I was walking back to my hotel. And Kenai city blocks and DC city blocks are quite a bit different. And so when I looked at my map, I was like, oh, it's only five blocks away. I ended up walking through some ghetto-ass part of D.C., like, with my purse, my purse, like, clutched, like, stranger danger on high. Like, what are you doing, beach? Like, walk a little faster, walk a little faster. It was a little scary. I made it through. I was all right. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> so implementing change without screaming at people. When we go to D.C., um... There are 650 volunteers and about 30 staff that are at DC and we're all in the Capitol at the same time. And so, and we all wear these blue polo shirts. And if you want to watch something be impactful, just take a step back and just watch the sea of, of blue just take over the Capitol. And we're in the House and we're in the Senate and they love us because we're the happy people, you know? Um, but it's really, it's really a neat thing to see. So the, the things that you're involved in, do you yeah. think that your work with the American Cancer Society is at the top of the list? Or in my volunteer rack, life? Yeah, if you're going to rack and stack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, when I first moved to Alaska back in January of 2008, um, I moved up from Daytona Beach, Florida. And um, my parents. My parents moved up in um, April of six, And I came up that summer and it was like, bluebird skies and the fish were running and the moose were in the, the, you know, and I was like, Oh, I can live here. And so I went back to Florida. I got a second job, Rob Peter to pay Paul. And a year and a half later, I moved up in January. So you were down with that street shit. Yeah. <laughs> you 
Yeah. Uh, you know, it's you know, I grew up in LA, so it's that hood rat in me every once in a while. Are you from LA? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. from LA. Oh, really? Do you know what part? That's okay. The law part? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, my brother tells people he's from Compton, which okay. is it's hysterical um, because we're not. Okay. We grew up in a gated community in a three-story house that was like Hacienda Heights, Whittier, like Irwindale, I think, and then Compton. And so like as the crow flies, yeah, maybe like 30 miles or so. But he, in his mind, somewhere along the lines, and so he was in the Marines and he's, you know, Phoenix PD and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if it was for street cred or what, but he started telling people he's from Compton. So at his wedding a few years ago, I was sitting next to um, his partner's wife and police partner. Um, <laughs> clarify that. <laughs> so here's Jonas Rivers to Utah. He might be into Pitney and some weird stuff. Who cares? Happy people don't shoot up movie right. theaters. But I got to clarify, on the off chance my brother ever, ever listens to this. No, you don't make so funny. I, yeah, he doesn't find me very funny. You know, I'm the, You're hilarious. I'm the baby sister. Not yeah. so funny. <laughs> But I sit next to Lori and stuff, and I said something about us growing up, and she looks, and she's like, you guys grew up together? And I said, yeah. She goes, you don't look like you grew up in Compton. And I was like, I'm so sorry, what? And she's like, yeah, Spencer says he grew up in Compton. And at that moment, he walks by, and I go, Compton, huh? And he's like, shut the fuck up, and just like kept walking. <laughs> so I kind of blew the lid off of that at his wedding. Because <laughs> that's what little sisters are for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Blowing up their brother's lies. <laughs> At their wedding. <laughs> At their wedding. That's they already cute. said I do. It was fine. Tell you about the herpes either. Oh dear lord. Oh wow. That see, I, that's a uh, that's a bit much. I don't know. It's your brother at his wedding. It's it's a, your big brother at his wedding. I know. If there's any time to like tell him my brother has herpes story, whether it's true or not, that's the time. No, no, because I still can't run faster than my brother. I've learned that over the years. Eh. Eh. Um. And it might be confusing one of the names here, but Chuck Liddell, I'm, I'm very certain on this one. He's a fighter guy, right? Yes. Okay. And I believe it was Michael Strahan. We're sitting at a, a table together for some awards event thing. Mm-hmm. Somehow Chuck Liddell got a hold of this large football player's phone and sent a text to their dad coming out of the closet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But like, if, even if you're like Michael Strahan, you're like a giant beast of a man. If Chuck Liddell took your phone and came out of the closet to your dad as you, like, what are you going to do? Like, he's... Laugh about it? He just let it blink up. Man, that Chuck Liddell's a he's funny a guy. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. Funny dude. Oh, my gosh. Just go with it. Just go with it. Just just laugh it <laughs> off, Dad. It's just, it's just funny, Chuck. <laughs> go back to sleep. <laughs> No, I, I worked very hard my whole life not to piss my brothers off, you know, because that's that was also, you know. So I'm not too worried about pissing my brother off. He's, he's much smaller, but he, he runs ultra marathons. So like, I know mm. he's tough. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I know. I, like, that's mental tough right there, though. Yeah, so there's like physical tough and then there's like mental tough. I'll get tired of beating him up before he gets tired of getting beaten up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I have to know that going in. Like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta bring a lunch. Like, yeah, I gotta, I'm gonna have to kill this guy, or I'm gonna die. Yeah, and that's how it goes. And that's how it goes. You know, I, I always feel bad for only children, because they don't have this kind of angst <laughs> throughout their whole life <laughs> of sibling siblings. They're just, you know, 
Yeah, there's there is an anxiety that goes along with having older brothers and sisters that mm-hmm. you don't get if you're an only child. Right. You don't have to. You don't have to deal with the random ass beatings. No. Um. You know. You, yeah. 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 Good times. Good, Good times. times. My somebody once told me, you know, how the old philosophy of like, you marry your mother, you marry your father, not literally, but the traits of. It depends where you're from. True. Is that still legal? No. Uh. Well. Legal schmegal. I mean, you can marry your first cousin. That's not a problem. And then have babies with two heads. Uh, no, I mean, legally, you're totally cool know, to, but... to marry your first cousin, have some babies. Um, it's, I think it's when you, I think it's when you really cross the lines, like cross the hall. That's oh, that's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know, still first cousin a little bit too close for me. But, yeah. um, th- but somebody was telling me, it's like, no, you actually end up marrying somebody with the traits of your sibling. Because that's the relationship that you've dealt with your whole entire life. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I don't know. Did you marry somebody like your brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks a lot like him. No. Um, <laughs> Not physically, but, but trait-wise. Um, and I don't, you don't have to answer because I don't want to throw you under the bus. They're both wicked smart, both very funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that I necessarily married anyone like my brother or like my sister or... or um, Maybe more, more like my mom. Maybe more maternal. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. Shit, I, I married. I married someone just like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> just like. Him. Do you need your spittoon for your your jaw? <laughs> we go fishing. We go bowling. And we get romantic, just like my brother. Oh God, that voice is not okay. And my brother lives in Tallahassee too, so it's like close enough to Georgia. That oh like my you gosh! Don't know how much is bullshit? And right. How much is incest? Yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That's true. <laughs> I lived in the South. It was interesting. Yeah, well, Daytona. So. Yep. Yeah. All right. Any? Were you there for like for spring breaks and stuff? Or like... I was there for three years, and okay. it was three years too long. The minute I got off the plane, I hated it. It, it seems like it, I don't know, man. Like living in, in a place like Daytona would be like living in a strip mall. Um, it just seems like a lot of like fluorescent lights mm. and shitty booze. Um, like a lot of places with margarita machines and maybe yeah. a Hulk Hogan themed restaurant. Right. But if you're a true margarita drinker, you know that you drink it on the rocks and not blended. Uh, see, you know? that's where you get into uh, to debates with folks. Like, I don't drink anymore. But right. Dang it, I love a slushy. Do you? Um, I, lo- I love Brain margaritas. freeze. I love margaritas. Margaritas Ugh. were great. You had a slushy with booze. Ugh. Man. Um, so, in uh, in Qatar, um, uh, we had a base, uh, Al-Yuki, mm-hmm. and we had a bar. You'd get three drinks a day. That was your, your max. Your mm-hmm. ration, three drinks a day. They had a, a slushy machine that they could get your margarita. <laughs> and, and, and they fuck. I'm sure they loaded that mother lover yeah. down. Yeah. And you could get three of those. And so when it's 120 degrees and you oh, got yeah, yeah. booze, you got three booze slurpees. It's this is what America's about. <laughs> right? And they did Mexican Monday at the Chow Hall. You could like go get yourself a big plate of nachos. Uh-huh. Walk over to it was a, the Fox Sports Bra. It was called the Bra because it looked like like two. If you go if you type in L U B Bra, you'll see. Where we used to drink it. Okay. Um, but Fox Sports. When you're making this motion, you mean like the tents? The tents. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
like envision for those. <laughs> so this, this is how I'm going to describe this. So picture a bear, like the roar. Okay, that's what he's doing. He's doing that roar with his hands. And so, but calling it a bra. So I'm really confused now, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so you're in the... In the bra. bra. <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there was a pizza hut there. That uh-huh. was great. Yeah, you could get, like, your, your cheese crust pizza and get your, you know, like, South African beer. And that was the cool thing. It was like they had alcohol from all over the world in a place you weren't allowed to have alcohol. Right. Was is that so when they put um bases in other areas that are not American soil, is it then deemed like American soil? Does that uh, make sense of, what I'm saying? Kind of. And then we can adhere to our rules and not theirs. So in UAE um um or in Qatar, I'm sorry. You can go to like hotels that have bars. Mm-hmm. But there aren't like bars. You, you can't like, they have chilies, but you can't go to chilies and get a beer. I mean, okay. you, can get a, you can get, like, a no duels or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have awesome, like, juices. You can get a really cool, like, juice made for you, mm-hmm. but you can't get anything put in there. Okay. Um, so places like uh, like Qatar, yeah, we, you could have three drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, they had, like, a, like a punch card system. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they got to, like, they could scan your ID, and that's how you knew. But... Uh, yeah, so sometimes you have like a scotch night there, which is weird. You're in the middle of a play, like in the middle of the desert having a scotch night. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could also go off base and buy Cuban cigars and bring it back on yeah. base. Wow. Um, yeah, I got some really good shitty suits. <laughs> Do you still have those shitty suits? Yeah. Nice. So in Qatar, I got some nice tailored or Yeah. In Kuwait, I got the tailored stuff. But in Qatar, um, you would go to the suits, which were sort of like, <laughs> kind of like malls, but... They sold like jewelry. And Are they like out, the outdoor? Kind of outdoors, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, like a little shopping district. Mm-hmm. But you can go there and get essentially whatever you need. But you get your cigars. You could get what um, you know your your uh, fake diamonds, real diamonds, mm-hmm. fake purses, real purses, shit that fell off the back of trucks, um, bootleg video games, bootleg movies when those were still a thing. Yeah. Um, thank heavens for the internet. How many years have you lived in the States? And I say that because I know that you actually grew up. Look, at, now I'm going to turn around and just interview you. Um, I know that you grew up or you spent some time when you were younger in yeah. Germany, yeah. right? So how, so like, did you grow up in the States and then go to Germany? Or because was it your dad was military? My dad worked for the military. Okay. Uh, my dad was previous army, got out, um, but then got a job, 84, 85 mm-hmm. uh, in Frankfurt. So I was, I was a little guy, four or five years old, okay. moved, to, moved to Germany, um, stayed there, went to college there, um, joined the Air Force and came back there. And like, mm-hmm. I, I only spent maybe um, of my almost 40 years, maybe 10 years in the States. What is the most American thing that you can think of compared to like Germany? Chinese buffets. Really? <laughs> Buffet food, yeah. Like, Buffet <laughs> food, I think, is it like... Um, in Germany and, and, and most of Europe, they're kind of conservative with portions. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be gluttonous. Mm-hmm. And Americans are viewed as gluttonous because mm-hmm. we are. We have all you can eat everything right. 24 hours a day. That's why people come here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, there are places around the world where there is no food. Yeah. Uh, there are places that have been in drought for decades. Mm-hmm. However, you can go to the Bellagio. Three o'clock in the morning, 
and get the best fucking Philly cheesesteak you've ever had and a plate of fried chicken and a, a gallon of soft serve ice cream. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. Yeah. Uh, the most... Man. Um, the most American thing? <laughs> judging people for shit that isn't your business. <laughs> That's one. Because... Uh, <laughs> Do you think that Europeans mind their own business more? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Live and let live kind of gig? Because um, they're all fucking weirdos, man. Um, the Europeans bless, are. Bless their hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> you, don't have the, you don't have the amount of space uh, in Germany that you do in, yeah. in Alaska. That, that free space to kind of roam and, mm-hmm. you know, go get lost. Mm-hmm. So you've got buildings... Um, very, very tall buildings with 10,000 people living in them, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. your very your little bit of privacy, right? You mind that, and your neighbor's little mind a little bit of privacy, mm-hmm. you mind that. That's their business, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, as long as it's not coming through the wall, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. So, like, if so, I have two questions for you, sure. <laughs> and I apologize for totally turning this back around on you. Um, first question is in regards to minding your own privacy. Like, if you hear of something bad that's going down, like if you hear of your neighbor beating his wife, do you get involved? Well, I think there's... there's. A, I mean, is there, is there a sense of community in that, in that portion of like, dude, whatever you decide to do behind closed doors is your business. However, if... Um, I mean, people call the cops. Yeah, people call yeah, the okay. police. Like, so it's not totally... Yeah, you're, you're not like walking by with blinders. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there are, there are certain places where it's like very much keep your head down and mm-hmm. stay on your own mm-hmm. but you know it's not like people are like wildly getting assaulted in the streets yeah um, you know a civilized society is still civilized society which is pretty impressive considering there's that many people in that amount of space that you know that there there's not a high rate or you know like you said you know people beating the snot out of each other in the middle of the street well i think that it's a different culture right it's a it's an absolutely different culture it's a it's a culture where they don't eat a lot of processed foods and everyone is involved in something, right? Mm. Like there's, everything has a club attached to it and people are involved in that club because there's so much bureaucracy. If you want to be a fisherman, one of the things that I experienced there is if, you, if you're a fisherman, mm-hmm. you essentially have to stock your own little private pond. Really? You have to have a club. You got to do all these things uh, in order to, to be able to have your little club's fishing hole. Mm-hmm. Now on that little club's fishing hole, you can have a bar, you can have all this, you do that, that, whatever. You're grown you figure it out. But you have to go, you have to jump through all these hoops in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you get it up and going, you got it up and going. Yeah. So how do you feel like when you hear of celebrities and stuff saying, oh, if so-and-so is elected, I'm going to move to a different country. Do you think that they really have no idea of the freedoms that they have here? Um, I think that a lot of the people that are saying shit like that are people that probably have homes in other places anyway. Yeah. And they don't have the... Yeah, okay. Yeah, like George Clooney talking about refugees. This dude has like five houses. <laughs> He's got five houses. He has like at least 100 rooms, yeah. right? And he and his wife have one kid. Twins. Oh, they have twins. Yeah, oh. sorry. Ooh, they got twins because <laughs> they're both old and they needed drugs to make a baby. Um, so now they got twins. Yeah. Good job, George <laughs> and Emil. Um, but they've got, they've got all this space. Mm-hmm. Do good. 
It's like um, like Leonardo DiCaprio talking uh, about uh, talking about this that uh, in in regards to climate change, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time going places in a private jet yeah. or uh, hanging out with a couple folks on a big ass yacht. Yeah. Right. Let's let's be real about and let's be honest with what we're doing and what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of these folks, it goes back to sort of the virtue signal. We're doing good. We're doing right. We're trying to offset all of these things. No, you're selling. There's something that you're selling that's attached to that, right? right? Um, if I recall correctly, um, George Clooney's wife was a lawyer for the UN. Mm-hmm. Give me one more corrupt organization or a, or an occupation with a shittier reputation than lawyers. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the UN is, is is and has been as corrupt as you can be, uh, and, and they're they're elitist with a with a one world government vision. So mm-hmm. fuck. Them. Alright. But that's 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 George and them. We're talking about some, we're there's a guy by the name of Richard Jennings, rest in peace. He said you don't see a lot of folks from Connecticut uh, jumping on uh, on a on a wooden door uh, paddling across to get to Canada. You know, like there's a reason people America's a great country, it is the land of opportunity. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want to do and you can be whoever you want to be. You have to put the work in. Right. Can you say that again? You have to put the work in. One more time for those in the back. You have to put the work in. Yes. You can accomplish anything you want to do, and there are going to be roadblocks because that is life. Yeah. But if you want to do something, you just have to fucking do it. Right. Because um, anyone stopping you, run them over, man. Your will has to be stronger than theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, so if some rich asshole is, and it goes both ways, oh, if, if, Bernie Sanders is elected. I'm gonna move to. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. They don't have five guys there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. I've heard about five guys. Yes. I'm a, I'm an in and outer girl. I grown up in su- delicious. No, growing no. up in Southern California, and your wife probably could to yeah, attest to this. Animal style is the way to go. No, no doubt. Yeah. Well, in um, the the animal style, that's actually. And I have one more question about Germany before we really rabbit trail. But the animal style is something that since I was a kid has has developed. So when I was a kid, it was just the basic, you know, regular, and then the double-double, and then the milkshakes are to die for, you know, and the fries. And then now as they move forward, the one thing I do like about In-N-Out is they still have the same basic menu that yeah, they, they had. No, except for animal style. <laughs> but you can thank my people for that. Oh, my, your people? My people. Who are I'm your gonna, people? I'm going to give my people credit for that. And your people are? The Stoneros. The Stoneros. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. And, and you can you can you can thank us for the McDonald's secret menu. If there's a secret menu involved, you can thank my people. And what are they again? Stone arrows. Stone arrows. That's. Uh, You're gonna have to help me with that one. <laughs> Stoners. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is my naive showing? Yeah, it's cool. You're totally cool. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it, there's a secret menu that exists, a stoner figured it out. That's why you ended up with, like, the, the California burrito from, uh, a Carl's Jr. or any place you could get a California burrito. Now they're selling vague, like, rip-off versions of mm-hmm. that at, at, um, Taco Bell, where it's yeah. buffalo chicken and, and french fries in there. But yeah, you throw some, some french fries. So you guys are the original foodies. Stuff. I mean, I don't know that we're necessarily, like, that's the French... Weird, you know, people eating snails for 200 years. No. No. Uh, no. 
But if if you can add like a soda, if you're talking about adding soda to meat and then cooking it, yeah, that's us. Okay. Yeah, like you know. Do you remember Seven Elevens? Like they're gone. Like well, I don't think that I don't think they are. Do they have any in Alaska? I think there's one in Anchorage. Okay. So one place you get like an official Slurpee. Yeah. So when I was a kid, we used to walk from my grandparents' house to the Seven Eleven, and it was like half a mile, half quarter a mile. And then we would get suicide sodas, yeah, uh, you know, everything. or everything that, that yeah. your stone arrows reminded me of that. So one more question about Germany. Okay. Were you there when the wall came down? I was. I was a, I was a wee boy. I actually had a, um, a Was it impre- impressed upon you at the time of the impact of what was happening? Or were you just like, man, they're tearing down a wall? My father impressed upon us. Okay. okay. So we were in a place uh, called Fulda. Fulda was... Um, had a, a land piece called the Fulda Gap, which was uh, when you popped off World War III, right? You were the first thing going was nuclear weapons, right? Mm-hmm. If that didn't happen, right? Because there's like you know I get into conspiracy theories and I'll mm-hmm. we'll get into the fake nuclear weapons. Uh, oh, we can talk JFK. Uh, we can talk JFK. So I gotta be brief because I, here I got a lady who's supposed mm-hmm. to be coming here, mm-hmm. so, um, and she has some insider information on China that's going on today. Oh, oh. I've been saying some weird stuff about that. Yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, can't not say her name, but if she's if she's still still here or if she gets here in a couple minutes, I'll definitely introduce okay. her. Um, so my dad made sure we knew that it was it was important. Okay. We went over on like the day of reunification, like the official day mm-hmm. that it happened, and you were already seeing signs up for like McDonald's coming. Really? Yeah. So there was a film I just watched, uh, like looking for Lenin, taking back Lenin. I try to remember the name of mm-hmm. uh, Professor Bay from the KPC. Let me borrow it. Mm-hmm. And it is about a, a guy whose mother falls into a coma right before um, the wall comes down. She comes out uh, after the wall's gone down. Now this is in Eastern Germany, and his mom loved East Germany. Oh, really? She loved. She loved it. She loved being a part of the cause. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and so he has to fake the the wall still being up and all of this stuff for uh, his mother so that she doesn't die. She's in a weakened state. Oh wow! And he's getting his sister and all of her loved ones to play along, and they're people who are nostalgic for you know like Eastern Germany. And yeah. These are these are these things that we had, and it's uncertain now. And meanwhile, his sister's working at Burger King. Oh my gosh! You know, like bringing home French fries and drinking milkshakes and shit. Yeah. So it was very, it was impressed upon me. Okay. Um, at my dad's house, there, there's still like pieces of the Berlin Wall. Wow. Yeah. Like our Boy Scout troop leaders went up there and brought home pieces. There were, this is where it's, it's like everyone's a capitalist. Uh, people were, <laughs> people were breaking rocks and breaking down shitty walls into like spray painting parts. No. Yeah, I'm just selling them. Sell them to a tourist. Fuck them. They're not real people anyway. We love our tourists. We love our tourists. We here. love our tourists. Insula, we would never, we would never ever. <laughs> we love uh, our tourists. Love them. Bless them. <laughs> Come enjoy all of our, <laughs> our legal recreational cannabis and fishing. Spend lots of money. Um, they are very viable industry. We love our tourists. Yeah. Um, oh, going out the Harry Man. Are you going to go this summer? The who? The Harry Man. You didn't really listen too much, did you? To the, oh, the no. I, I heard I heard, I heard, heard Hunger Hut, and I'm like, I'm sorry, Hunger what? Sounds, yeah. Sounds delicious. Um, <laughs> I, um, I've, I've heard of the shenanigans of the Harry Man. Okay. And... Um, are there any conspiracies you get into, or any mysteries? Oh, <clears throat> I'm slightly obsessed with the Kennedys. Okay, what about the Kennedys? Um, just like the 
Joe Kennedy and the way that he kind of structured his whole entire family had the older brother not passed away. JFK would have never been in the position that he was in, you know, um, and like just kind of all the way from that history to how he was elevated in politics and then all the way to the assassination. Um, was there one shooter? I oh, mean, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't, um, have you been to the book depository? Okay. So in, in Dallas, yeah, the Met station is uh in dealey plaza yeah yeah so like so i was like i swore into the air force on i I believe it was the 40 something anniversary really yeah oh wow camera crews down there oh my gosh um so i I haven't been to the school book depository i've walked dealey plaza a lot um it's still so this is the cool thing about um the book depository is it is still considered a quote-unquote crime scene and so they have plexiglass that is marked off the area where um, he shot from. And so you walk through, so you go up to whatever the level is and they've got a complete um, JFK memorial up there and you walk into that room. And so granted, you can't go up to the window where he was um, shooting from and the trees have grown up and all that kind of stuff. But it definitely gives you, like I'm getting chills right now, it gives you that weird eerie sense of something bad happened there. Um, Do you think Bush Sr. was involved? What? Yeah. Tell me. Ooh. I didn't know. Uh, actually, we covered this on one of the podcasts, a review of a film called Dark Legacy. It was, okay. Uh, it was um, George Bush's association with the Kennedy assassination. Uh, everything to George, or George Bush's uh, um, association with the CIA, his involvement with the Bay of Pigs invasion, uh, and why that was one of the many catalysts uh, that Jen, uh, JFK, uh, yeah. for many, many reasons. So have you seen The Irishman? Yes. Bit long. Okay, so do you remember the dude um, that Robert De Niro introduced himself to? He was dropping off the weapons in Florida, and, and there was the guy with the ears. Vaguely. I, I really and truly like, only watched it once, and it got a little long for me. So. Yeah. Okay, okay. so um, that's how it kind of ties, that film ties into the Kennedy assassination. Okay. Okay, so that guy Hunt. Um, it's not E.L. Hunt. E.L. Hunt was a food guy mm-hmm. uh, who, who grew lots of fruit and, and vegetables in Texas. And he was uh, involved with the Nation of Islam. Hunt ke- Hunt's Ketchup? Hunt's Ketchup. No, I looked okay. into that. Okay. Hunt's Ketchup is totally in the clear with the Malcolm X assassination. Oh. Right, nothing to do with it. Do I need um, to start looking at Malcolm X? Well, I know. What are, how are we well, doing I'm on time? i sure that I have the, the, the names right. Okay. Um, I feel so, like I'm monopolizing a lot of your time. No, I was not. Cool. A, I was. I'm actually thoroughly impressed that we're still talking. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was very nervous um, about this. Okay. So Hunt, uh, this this dude Hunt, um, not E. L. Hunt. It's like H. H. R. He was also in so, in, uh, involved in Watergate. So like when they had the Watergate. So he's like a shady dude. Really shady. Okay. Really shady. He was involved yeah. in Watergate. He was involved in Kennedy assassination. He was involved in bringing weapons uh, to Cuba and arming uh, Cuban rebels. Okay. So uh, this film, Dark Legacy, is on Amazon Prime, but I can. See, it's also on YouTube. A lot okay. of these really cool documentaries are available for free on YouTube. So is it a movie or a documentary? It's a documentary. Okay. It's a documentary. Uh, it also um, ties into the other folks and how... Um, uh, are you familiar with the film JFK? Yeah. Okay, so the um, uh, Kevin Costner character, I'm, I'm kind of slipping on the names right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he... Uh, did a really good job of, of kind of explaining some of the, like the Joe Pesci character mm-hmm. based on a real dude. So uh, this guy Hunt and Lee Harvey Oswald were in the same Civil Air Patrol community, mm. right? Um, there were, there were like convicted pedophiles that were associated with 
who are still in the Civil Air Patrol uh, as, as instructors and involved in the Kennedy assassination. It's fucking dark. It's really, really dark. But mm. Dark Legacy is the name of the documentary. Okay. The second one gets into some weird territory uh, saying that um, George Bush, George W. Bush was involved with the death of JFK Jr. Wow. Yeah. Now, the other side of that no. is the, the death of JFK Jr. was orchestrated by the Clintons. You think? Well, that's one theory. So let's let's. Break what about him just being a shitty pilot? Okay, so there's there's that shitty pilot flying in shitty circumstances, um, using equipment he wasn't very good at, right? Yeah. That's a distinct possibility. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, however, uh, it's 1999. Um, you have you still have a sitting president, Bill Clinton. Now at this point, this is how the theory goes. I forgot he was president. He was still president at the time. The theory goes is that they, the um, Clintons were planning uh, on moving to New York uh, and Hillary was going to run for Senate. Now, allegedly, uh, JFK Jr. was also debating a run for Senate. Now, if you're talking about a guy who, uh, who, was, who was really connected to a lot of people, yeah. like, uh, are you familiar with Suge Knight? Yeah. <gasps> oh, that's another thing. Tupac and Biggie. Uh, Suge Knight and JFK Jr. played football together. Shut like, up, yeah, seriously? Like they, they, they apparently, according to Suge Knight, like they were fucking, they were paisans. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, like, JFK, like, had supportive people. People yeah, liked him. Yeah. Uh, people liked his dad. People liked him. He, he represented a lot of things to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, he was a guy that we all, uh, before us, they, they saw him grow up without a dad, but they remember him being that little boy saluting right. the, the casket as, as it went by. So, allegedly, that was the involvement. Is mm-hmm. Clinton was going to run for Senate, and this is all going to be a power play because there's no way that that Hill or Hillary Clinton no. would have uh, won a Democratic primary against a Kennedy in New York, uh, where the no. guy was liked and loved. No, hands down, no. Do you think that that JFK, the so he was a Democrat? Do you think that he would, the Democratic Party, Democratic Party that we have now, Democrat Party that we have now? And JFK, do you think he would have survived? Not meaning assassination, but do you understand what I'm asking? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the problem with the Dem- a lot one of the many problems of the Democratic Party, um, you can't really necessarily compare Bernie Sanders to John F. Kennedy. No. Uh, two very very different candidates running on very different platforms. I think the heart of the Democratic Party is as corrupt and dirty as you're going to find in any corporate industry that makes its money off of poisons. Mm. Um, and, and I think at least, like whatever you say about the Republican Party, at least they let Donald Trump get the nomination that he was winning. Mm-hmm. Okay, they let him have it. You're, you won, you fucking won. They stacked the deck against Bernie Sanders, and Bernie Sanders still gave his support to Hillary Clinton, knowing that he'd been robbed. Mm. That's where we're at. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, I imagine that a guy like Pete Buttigieg is probably going to be the Democratic nominee. Really? I do. Do you want to bet a quarter on it? I'll bet a quarter on it. I, I'll absolutely bet a quarter okay. on it. They'll steal it for him the same way they stole it for Hillary um, in 2016. And Bernie Sanders will still give his support. His supporters are still going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. I bought a Bernie Sanders t-shirt in 2016. 
On purpose? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is before I discovered Gary Johnson. Mm. Um, I know who that is. Uh, he was the former governor of New Mexico who ran as a libertarian. Okay. He faked a heart attack on TV. Shut up. So he was on a panel. <laughs> While he was running for president, uh, they were the... Could he not of, answer the question? Or? Yeah, it's even better. <laughs> um, he, he, he answered it with his fake heart attack. No. Okay. The question had to do with legalization of cannabis, which he he was uh, supportive of. Uh huh. And the lady he was on the panel with said something to the effect of like, when you smoke cannabis, your chances of a heart attack go up like tenfold within thirty minutes. Oh. Dude clutched his heart, fell out of the chair on TV in front of an audience, and just <laughs> laid there for a minute. It's like you got my vote. You got my vote. <laughs> built your own houses that's cool the fact that you've biked across the united states or you've done this or yeah that, that's cool but you faked a heart attack on tv when someone said something ridiculous and it means you smoked weed in the last three minutes <laughs> yeah that's um, pretty funny i mean like he uh I, I subscribe i follow him on instagram and there's uh-huh. a picture of him in a lowrider um with with a bunch of a bunch of uh chocos, right mm-hmm and he says, one of my favorite things... I love things, that you know what a cholo is. My, one of my favorite things about New Mexico is a uh-huh. lowrider culture. And I was like, fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. Have you ever been in a, in a car with a hydraulics coat? It's awesome. So back in, back in my rebellious teens, which... Tell me about the rebellious teens. Which is funny because it's not very rebellious. Um, but in my world it was. Um, it was my junior year of high school. And... We used to go cruising with a group called Forever Low, and it was the numeric number. Mm. Oh, yeah. And so I'm a tall gal, and those cars are really low. And so you kind of almost have to, like, fall into them and then, like, do a really great, like, you know, powering out of a squat to get out of them. But the one thing I remember, I remember a lot of stuff. um, And we used to cruise from Scottsdale down to Tempe to this place called Jump. It was this huge trampoline place. It's appropriate, man. We thought we were so cool. We, well, whatever. And at night, at any rate. <laughs> um, and I remember that the cars were so low that going over any kind of bumps, they had to kind of come in sideways, right? And then the other thing was the sound systems. The bass would hit so hard that my heart would beat differently. I mean, it was, I mean, it was, and again, I'm like this. Oh my gosh, I would like have flashbacks to my junior year of high school. So and I'm this. I think, well, I was grounded a lot. We can get into that later. Well, except for I was always worried I was going to get grounded. But it was hysterical because I was like this little Caucasian girl, like running with a bunch of these Mexicans, these cholas, you know? And it, talk about diversity. They didn't, you know, they made fun of me for being white and I ate their Mexican food. It was all yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. That's a beautiful thing about yeah. diversity. Make all the fucking whitey jokes you yeah. want. Just feed me. Yeah, right? Feed me and we'll love each we'll other. love each other, right? right? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. That's why everybody makes fun of my hoop earrings, and when I pull my hair back, I'm like, throwing it back to my, you know. Like, you guys just don't fucking know. You you fucking don't know. Don't make me take my earrings out. (laughs) So, I mean, it's shit like that was, like, why I started the website. The last day about that kind of was, like, I miss miss park jams. I miss um, miss, um, open mics. I miss being able to go see battles. I miss, like, all of Mm -hmm. this stuff. And I think that we have a place... Where you know we're, we're at a time where we can bring people in. We're doing a, a dip night rap festival. Oh my gosh! Dip Please let so Free. is is that going to be in conjunction with like the rugby tournament that happens over there too? Ish. Ish. So Dan 
uh, Dan Balmer of um, the Wolf, Kenai River Wolf Pack yes. uh, offered to help me out. Okay. He's a good friend of mine. Good, good. Uh, it's not necessarily going to be in conjunction with, but I, I'm going to do my best to make sure that we have uh, we have shuttles for anyone who wants to be able to go. So as the, the plan is right now, mm-hmm. hopefully we're going to do one day out in Kasilov at the decanter okay. um, so that folks that are dip netting off the Kasilov, it's, yep. it's just right there. But I would really like to do one in Kenai. I think that would be super rad. The whole goal is A, for it to be free, yeah. uh, and, and B, as close to like family-friendly as, as you can do. Yeah. So as it stands now, I've got Alaska Red and Mad Angler um, as uh, uh, headliners. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar with either of them. Alaska Red is multiple, multiple-time Alaska Hip Hop Artist of the Year, okay. um, and Mad Angler is a, a very active rapper who's clearly a guy that likes fishing. Okay. Yes. So, yes. So, um, I think you should reach out to Joe over, um, Joe that manages Kenai Joe's tap house. Yeah. So, um, they might, I'm not, I'm not speaking for them, but yeah. you know, pitch it to them. Yeah. I think, I think it would work out because well. it would be like, you know, on the bluff above the mouth of the river, close to the dip netting, close to the, um, parks where they have the rugby thing. I, I want know? it to be accessible to people and, and, these guys are going to be down here fishing anyway. Why yeah. not give everyone a good time? But yeah. like, if you can, if you can expose people to like to to good music, whether it's hip hop or whether it's mm-hmm. whatever, uh, and you, you make it a place where people can take their kids and they can't have a good time, then mm-hmm. people are going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Especially if you make it free, get yeah. people out of the house. Like, yeah, life's too short to be stuck inside. Word. Yeah. Word. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'll give you Joe's contact information. Reach out to him. He might be interested. Another Kenai Chamber member, Kenai Joe's. Woot, woot, woot. Do you have any Mexican restaurants in the Kenai Chamber? Um, Playa Azul, which is right, right over here. Right over yep. By yep. the way, uh, there, I don't know if you've had the horchata. It's delicious. I have not had the horchata. Big fan of the horchata. Are you? Big fan of their pretty much everything. I like their, I like their uh, uh, spicy uh, carnita torta. Mm. This is the closest that I have been able to tell towards like actual Mexican food. Yeah. Like Phoenix Mexican food, Los Angeles Mexican food, not this Tex-Mex stuff or even like border Mexican food. The Playa Azul is probably the closest. I really enjoy their stuff. Yeah. It's a place I go with, with the wife. It's a place where yeah. we're going to have a meeting over a meal. That's where I'm going to yep. go. Yep. They do catering. I have not had their catering. Yep. They'll, they'll, um, you can call and do catering. They'll, they won't come with the staff and that kind of stuff, but they'll definitely do party platters, that kind of thing. Yep. Okay. Uh, pretty awesome over there. Yep. Do you have a favorite meal or favorite to... Oh, I like the, um, it's the, it's escaping me right now. It's, um, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. It's, it's, it's the, it's in the cream sauce and it's kind of spicy. It's chicken. Chipotle? Yes. Chicken Chipotle. Thank you. Yeah. So that is, that is a, a favorite in, yeah. in the, the, the Baker household. Like yeah. The, it's like. The kids that love it. My wife loves it. They make it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So uh, where did I go? I went in uh, Anchorage, decent place. Mm-hmm. Um, not far from the Moose's Tooth. I don't know where that's at. Never the Moose's Tooth. I you go to Moose's Tooth. You, I know. you like pizza? Their wings I'm, are fucking delicious. So I this is probably the most un-American thing I can ever say. I'm not a big fan of pizza. I like the toppings. I don't like the dough. My wife doesn't like pizza either. I didn't okay. know that when we got together. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like. It's not the same as if we'd been like together years and she said, oh yeah, by the way, fucking, I've never been able to do monogamy. Um, <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> oh. 
have known. Right. <laughs> if I'd have known. So I met my wife on, on eHarmony. Yes. Yeah. I don't think, did I tell you this? I, I kind of know of your guys' story, but I don't know. If she'd have put that in the in the description, I don't know that I would have. Really? Yeah. Why? doesn't like it because I don't know. I don't know because there's some things that I really enjoy. It's like. The, but you can still enjoy it. But if I can't enjoy it with someone I enjoy spending time with. So this is this is my gig. Okay, so I like the pizza toppings. I don't like the crust part. So I just need somebody to eat the carbs. So. I uh, I had a girlfriend <laughs> who wouldn't eat like we get Popeyes fried chicken because I oh, uh-huh. buddy that worked for Popeyes and he'd give us all of the food. Yeah. Um, Which is always good always with good. with your people. Yeah, but she didn't like the skin, right? Yeah. So I would eat. Her fried chicken skin, which is yeah. my favorite part of the chicken. Right. Yeah. yeah. She thought it was the most romantic thing ever. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, quite honestly, men try to make us complicated, but we're really simple creatures. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? No, you're not. We're not simple creatures. What are they? Uh, they're an enigma wrapped in a mystery? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you have your sticker on your sleeve. Really? Flip it over. Do. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna mustache your question all day. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, we gotta wrap this up. I so know. Right, thank you so much. This has been good. This has I'm. Been fun. Yes. Phew. I was I was very nervous. Why? Because I listened to you and Smart Curtis like banter back and forth about Harry Man and Bitcoin and libertarians and conspiracies and. We also knew what we were gonna talk about before we started. You and yeah. I had a. We kind of talked about what we were gonna talk about. Yeah. So it made the conversation flow. That's, yeah. That's what happens if you know what you're talking about. You can talk about anything. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No it's been good. Be no, not at all. And if any business wants to join the Kenai Chamber, they can give me a call 283 1991.